the IZ Robot Stuck at Home Show. Hey kids, it is me, your dude, Icy Robots, and we are here back again with the Stuck at Home Show, trying our best to turn sad moods into glad moods to uh, take your mind off all the weird, the weird things that are going on out there in the world right now. Don't worry, everything is going to get back to normal. We're all going to be great. We're all going to have a good time. It's everything, everything you'd ever want to be is going to happen again soon enough. But until then, we're going to do our best to uh, become better men. Become better women while we're uh, locked up here in the house. Going to do some exercising. Going to do some thinking. Going to do all kinds of fun things that we can do to make ourselves just the best that we can be. Let's see. Normally when I do this show, the normal procedure, the day-to-day operations is that I will, uh, I'll, I'll open something up as the show begins. But check it out, man. I don't have anything to open up this week. The mail seems to have been tied up in something that I thought was going to be here is in fact not in the house. But that's fine. I... I got a story I was meaning to share from the other day. The other week was um, Memorial Day. Memorial Day is a holiday where we honor the the folks who paid the ultimate price in, in times of conflict. It's it's a time of looking back, a time of reflection, a time to get together with your family, have barbecues and, and all that stuff. Back back when I was a young sprat here in Santa Rosa, California, on Memorial Day, we would we would pretty frequently go to Spring Lake. Spring Lake is a swimming hole that we have here. It's a public park. It's free admission, but you got to pay to get a parking spot. That's that's all fine, man. Parks need money to um to operate. But this was this was something we would do a few times a year when I was coming up. The the lake is like an artificial lake. I think at one time it was like a reservoir for some kind of official government purposes, but they they repurpose it into a, a swimming lagoon. It's it's all chlorinated, and there's lifeguards and stuff. It's fun. I haven't I haven't gone and swum there in years, in like years. And I have a park pass and everything. I could go anytime they're open, but I, I never not never do it, which is whack. I, I had intended to change that this summer. So let's hope that uh things make a turnaround so that we can get back to the back to the swimming lagoon. But I, I was thinking back to this one time when we went there as a kid. And this was this was a Memorial Day, as I had stated earlier. And we went with me and my cousin and his family. This was um the cousin who lived across the street from us, my dad's my dad's brother. I spent a lot of time hanging and clanging with, with my older cousin. Just about as much time as I, I spent hanging with my younger brother. Much like much like I'm like five years older than my brother. My cousin Tom was, like, five years older than me. So, like, while I was still playing with G.I. Joes, he had moved on to, like, older, cooler stuff, hanging with his homies, driving cars, doing doing all that stuff. He was somebody that I that I looked up to. He was on the football team. He played baseball. Dude was a, dude was a great athlete and, and, and all that stuff. So, anyway, we're at Spring Lake on, on Memorial Day, and the water there was always cold. It was always, always, always Moss Frio. You know, it was... It was freezing the most, but after a while you get acclimated because the the sun's hot. You know how it is swimming. I'm sure that you've I'm sure that you've swum in your life. But um, we're we're in there, and I would like I would like inch baby style into the water. Like I would go up to like like right below my knee, and then walk a little more after I got adjusted, and walk a little more, and then like walk up to my waist, and walk till eventually I found the courage. I found the courage within to like dip my head in the water. But um, my cousin. My cousin was, is, and has always been more of a daredevil than your dude. Like, way, way, way more. My cousin can do, like, flips. He can do backflips. He can do cartwheels. All that kind of stuff that I I may have been able to do at one point. But these things take, like, a, a degree of courage to, like, flip yourself upside down. And your boy doesn't, your boy doesn't have that. I still don't. But um, I, was, I was inching my way 
into the water, into in, into the briny depths. And then, like, I see him coming. He's like, yo, check it out, jackknife. And he's running down the shore. Like, he's running in the sand at, like, full speed. And he, like, he leapt out. And he threw his arms in front of him like he was going to dive into the lake. But Spring Lake is pretty shallow up until you get past the uh, the ropes. I'm thinking, I'm thinking they hadn't gone with us a lot. There's no other... There's no other explanation for this. We moved to Illinois, we moved from Illinois, rather, to California, like, uh, many years before they did. We, we blazed the trail into Santa Rosa, and they followed the trail behind us. It was a, it was a good move on their part. So I'm thinking, we had been going to Spring Lake, and this was maybe one of the homeboys, like, first excursions, excursions into the, uh, into the depths of Spring Lake. So he's running, and he's running, and he's running, and he dives in the air, and he's like... He's like Superman. He's like completely flat as he's going through the air. Like his hands are straight out. His legs are straight out. And then he angles himself down into the water. As he hits the water, you hear this, you hear this thud. This horrible, horrible thud. And it was, it was homeboy's face hitting the water. He went into it just at this angle to where it was like, it was a miracle from the heavens above that he didn't break himself in half and fold up like a jackknife, but like a reverse jackknife. Not to where his fingers are touching his toes, to where the back of his hands are touching the back of his feet, if you get what I'm saying. Imagine, like, just folding up backwards, because he hit it so hard, and I saw him go under, just like, ugh. He made this sound, like, ugh. And it was like a Looney Tunes cartoon where you could see the bubbles coming up out of the water and like my dad and his dad started sprinting down to the shore i don't know if i'd ever seen my uncle and my dad sprint before they had they had their viceroy cigarettes hanging out of their mouth they had a can of miller light in the other hand and they're they're running into the water at full speed and they grab him up and they pull him up and i i see his face like he looks at me and he has like he has like rocks like small rocks embedded in his head and his chest is like split open. He must have, he must have collided with a rock underneath there. But he has like, he has this look on his face. Like his eyes are spinning around like a slot machine. Like they're just like ding, 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 going. He was like, he was down for the count. But this was, this was back in the day before you had concussion protocol. So they just like, they just like sat a homeboy over on a bench near the barbecue for like a good, good 20 minutes, a half hour before pushing him back into the water. I remember, I remember thinking like, man, that was, that was brutal. He, he still bears the scar on his chest till this day. He probably tells people he had open heart surgery. It looks like that. It was, it was ruthless. Many, many, many years later, me and his family belonged to, um, Oak Park. That was the, uh, swim club over around the way. This was after my folks had moved to Arizona. So it was like his family and then, you know, my family, the wife and the kid. This is what I'm talking about. This was like, this was like recent-ish era. So we bumped into him at the, at the swim club one time, right? And they have like, a giant, like, it's like a massive outdoor pool. It's massive. It's like Olympic size. It's enormous with like a full on Olympic size high dive. I would go off the high dive. I was not like afraid to come off it, but I would come like legs first, you know, or I would do like cannonballs. I was not, not never diving off that. And I got to say that like in all the times I was there during the recreational swims, I don't think I ever saw anybody like do a full on dive from the high dive, like a head first dive. But then 
I'm watching my cousin, and he goes up, and he runs, and he leaps, and he comes off the diving. He, he like, leaped and then landed on the edge, right? like, intensifying the power of his bounce. He hit it, and he bounced, like, up, like, up into the heavens. And I'm watching him going, like, I've never seen anybody that high in my life, like, as far as a diving situation. And then he starts, he starts, like, spinning through the air. He's, like, spinning, like, he looks like Puss in Boots. In, in the Shrek movie, when, like, Puss in Boots, like, like, leaps. Like, he's going end over end over end over end over end. And then right before he hits the water, he tucks into a cannonball. And when he hit it, like, it was like a meteor crashing to Earth in that, uh, in that movie with the meteor that hits the Earth. It was like, it was like kaboom! Water shot out like, like, like Shamu at, uh, SeaWorld and the... The, the, the water, like, flew out, and everybody around the entire edges of the pool was drenched. He went so far that he landed, like, in the shallow end. I'm not even kidding. He went, like, all the way over the ropes into, like, the shallow end where the kids were. Somebody could have died. He could have, he could have landed on a toddler. It was the craziest thing I have ever, ever seen in my life. Those are my uh, Memorial Day memories of swimming. Let's uh, let's move forward and find out what Gino Vega had for lunch yesterday. What did Gino Vega have for lunch yesterday? ISR, Gino Vega here. Check it out. We've got a new milestone in uh, lunch reporting. So uh, I've been taking this whole horsepower thing kind of seriously during these pandemic times. And uh, I started using this uh, food tracker thing to log what I eat during uh, the day. So I don't go too crazy with any kind of wild extra intake. Um, but the thing is, at the same time, the days are kind of blending together. So it's been harder and harder for me to remember what I had for lunch yesterday. But now that I'm using the food tracker gimmick, we can literally just go back and look and see exactly what I had for lunch yesterday. Are you ready for this? Here is an exact report from yesterday. Yesterday for lunch, I had one liege waffle. Uh, inclu- uh, that included a serving of grade A maple syrup, amber color, one pot of butter, one piece of bacon, and 12 dark sweet cherries. It may seem like a bit strange of a lunch, but it was more of a kind of brunch situation. So that's what I had for lunch yesterday. Talk to you soon. Super duper big shout out to my guy, Gino Vega. You can find him at sensational vega on the tweets or over on um over on facebook uh gino vega he's he's accepting any and all friend requests the last that i uh heard man i gotta i gotta give it up to you fitness tracking is the key to um it's the key to weight loss it's the key to most success as far as like diets go you gotta really like keep a track of what goes into your mouth you can't you can't just kind of like run around willy-nilly and hope that things work out for the best. You really, 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 really got to keep tabs on it. I myself am not like, I'm not a really good uh, food tracker. The wife is like, the wife is like really fantastic at it. She really like keeps track of every single thing that she eats every day. I myself, I kind of, I kind of keep like a mental tab of what's going on. And I, I try to keep my calories right. But I, I don't know, man, it's, uh, it's hard. I, I hate I hate sitting down in front of the phone and entering like, okay, I ate a handful of walnuts and then I ate a couple uh, olives. I don't know, man. It's like, it's uh, it's too hard, too hard for me. I prefer to just like hang and clang as hard as I can and hope and hope for the best. You know, I don't, I don't know if that's the best way to go about it, but it's the way that uh, the way that works for for me for the most part. Man, my my throat hurts today. I I don't know what's going on. I think that the uh, I think the allergies are are starting to get the the, the best to me. I've been I have like. 
I have like this allergy, like nasal drip. I don't know if you ever, if you ever get that. I get, I get really bad hay fever. And sometimes it's like, I get really dry. Like, I feel like I'm, I'm really dried out. And sometimes I feel like I'm really like, uh, like runny nose. And sometimes like the runny nose goes back the, uh, down the throat, which is, which is whack. And it makes me cough. And I don't know, but, but at any rate, let's, uh, hold on one sec. I'm reaching for, I'm reaching for something here. On the last time that we were together, I, I paid a visit to the, uh, garage comic shop. That's. That's where I get all my books lately. They they have my pull list. Nothing current. Mostly like, well, not even mostly. It's all all older stuff. But last time I was over there, uh, I bought I bought three issues of Secret Service by Mark Miller, Mark Miller and Dave Gibbons. This was the uh, this is the comic that launched the the movie series Kingsman. I I read these once and I put them there in the in the garage. It was like a six issue series, and for whatever reason, I only bought three. I stopped at three. I I, I don't know why, but I. I reread these the other day for lack of any um, any new comics, and I gotta say these were these were pretty fun. They do differ from the movie The Kingsman in in, in some ways. I I definitely see a lot a lot a lot of similarities. Same character, same everything, but the um the plot in in the comics is different than the uh, plot in, in 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 the movies. In the comics, the the gimmick is that the uh, the Chinese government is trying to uh, sow discord. They're trying to uh, get everybody bummed out, and the way that they're going to do that is by assassinating celebrities. And the comic, the comic starts off with um, our, our our secret service agent going out there to uh, to rescue Mark Hamill from some Chinese terrorists. Sadly, Mark Hamill bites the dust. But I I imagine that uh, I imagine Mark got a kind of a kick out of that. Dude's like an old school real life nerd and even though he's been in comics many many times as as Luke Skywalker as far as I know and this this may not be true at all but as far as I know this was his first appearance in a comic as a uh, as himself as uh, Mark Hamill and it would be it would be kind of amusing to see your uh, your head get blown to dust in a comics much more much more amusing than seeing your head get blown to dust in in real life. I I may go out there and look for the final three issues of this and see how it turned out. Or I may go out there and see how much the trade paperback costs. Let's let's just do that while we're here. Let's go online, onto the online. I already got the uh, the Internet Explorer Netscape all booted up. Let's see. Secret Service. We'll just put Millar just to... And we'll put a trade paperback. We'll see... We'll see what comes up and how much um, that one cost. I am not finding it, but you can. Okay, it's only a five-issue run, so I'm only two issues short. And it looks here that you can get the entire five issues of that for like twelve dollars. So this is not an expensive book by um, by any means, which is which is a little surprising. Uh, my dude AB over at the comic shop, he wrote me off like crazy. He wanted seventy-five bucks for the three of these. He pushed it. He pushed it big time as the first appearance of Eggsy, which it is. It is the first appearance of Eggsy, but I guess that there is not as much uh, as much interest in that as he would have thought. I guess I guess I played the fool this time. Big shout out to AB Silver, the operator of the uh, Garage Comic Shop. Let's move into uh, American Pizza Man. The only real American pizza made by an American. American Pizza Man. Masai Bindo. American Pizza Man. Masai Bindo. American Pizza. American Pizza. American Pizza. 
Alrighty, tidy, whitey, the American Pizza Man is back in full effect. I got to admit, I, I, I'm i sad about it, but I, I've been slacking on my pizza making for the past couple weeks, so I, I knew I had to get back into it, man. I can't let, I can't let something like this that has been like a lifelong dream, I can't just let it slide. I want to, I want to be one of America's premier pizza makers, premier home pizza makers, rather. And when I say home pizza, I'm not talking frozen pizza. Even though I like a tombstone as much as the next guy, maybe even a little bit more. What I'm talking about is I I want to I want to get good at making the pies at home. I want to make grandma pies. I want to make nice uh, thin crust pies. I eventually want to make a deep dish uh, Chicago style. But as for now, we got back to the pizza making last week. We uh, started off early in the morning, made the dough. The the past few attempts to to make the pizza pie, my my monitor just went out. What that is? That, what is that about? Let's see. Oh, there it goes. It goes back on. That was that was weird. I'm sitting here looking at the uh, when I record, I, I watch the sound levels. I like to make sure that they stay in a nice uh, nice green tone. You don't want them dipping off into yellow and red. And I I do kind of keep an eye on that as well as keeping an eye on the time. But then all of a sudden, my monitor went black. That's that's a behind the scenes. Where where was I? Oh yeah, we, we started off in the morning making the dough and, and the past few attempts of pizza I feel have been good, but the dough wasn't like pro quality. Like it wasn't like the kind of dough you get when you go to like round table pizza or you go to Mambo's pizza or you go to Chicago pizza in Petaluma. It was it was fine. It was good. It tasted good. Don't get me wrong. But there's just like there's like a certain sort of quality to like a uh like a restaurant pizza that I was that I was trying to get, and I did a little bit of research. I was on uh, the Reddit about pizza. I did some Google research, and I think that I think that what I finally concluded was I wasn't um I wasn't kneading the dough long enough. You have to do it for at least ten minutes. So I I got my fingers in there and I worked at it for like I'm doing it right now with my fingers. I'm kneading in the air. I'm like a cat when I'm scratching on uh you know the bed before I lay down. I'm doing this with my with my fingers. I kneaded it and I kneaded it and I did it and I did it. I did it. And I gotta tell you, man. By the time I was getting near that 10-minute limit, my fingers, my fingers were starting to ache. Good thing that I, I spend a lot of my spare time, like, squeezing a racquetball. Just, like, squeeze, 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 until eventually it burst. Trying to give myself incredible, incredible superhuman grip strength. Like, I could grab a pineapple and crush it. I could squeeze an apple with one hand. I'm kidding. I have, I have incredibly weak hands. I know not why. You would think that at least be normal, but they're, they're far below normal. I can barely lift up a pencil. I can bar- barely lift a lollipop. To my lips, but I managed to get through kneading the dough. Knead, 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 knead. And when I when I got the end result, uh, we'll, we'll go to the end. There, this is a spoiler. When I got the pizza at the end, it was a bit fluffier, dude. You might want to try kneading it more. I, I made a different kind of pizza this time. We went for more of um like a circular flat, like a thin crust pizza. Lately, we've been doing the grandma pizza, which is inside of a inside of a cast iron pan. But we went to try to trying to get it round, and I, I, I didn't, I didn't have a ton of success, I gotta admit, it was more, more like, uh, of an oval, it looked kind of, maybe like even egg-shaped, and that was, that was pushing it, I, you know, I mushed it all around, and I, I did all, all that stuff as best that I could, but then I had to, I had to use the pizza cutter around the outside to give it, like, a circular shape, otherwise it was gonna be, like, it was gonna be an egg, which is fine, it was, it was more egg-like in the past than it ended up being in the end, but I, I feel okay with it, someday I'm gonna create, like, a, like a perfectly circular pizza. And when I can do that, when I can do that without having to cut it or trim it, then I'll know that I'm the American pizza man. Up until then, I'm just like, I'm just like uh, trying to be the American pizza man. But it was good. Um, what we did also was instead of, instead of shredding the mozzarella, 
shredding the mozzarella cheese. I cut it. I cut it into like slices, like circular slices, right? And I use those around the uh, around the pizza. I laid them out like in a, like a little pattern, you know, not not all over the place, kind of like a circle with a smaller circle on the uh, inside of the egg. And this time around, we went for uh, salami again. I'm liking the salami on on the pizza. Big shout out to my dude Sean. I I cut it into fourths this time though. Instead of having like one big slice, I kind of spread it all over the place. And this time. This was a new ingredient on the top. I got some green olives. I got them in the, uh, had, had them in the cabinet. They were just in there. So I, I got those and I sliced them into, uh, I think I got like four or five slices out of each olive. And then I, I scattered those on there. They had, they had a nice salty taste. Green olives on a pizza are delightful. There's, there's like a certain saltiness that you don't get with a black olive. That's just, that's just a recommendation for me. So we did that. We had the cheese and we had the salami. And I'll tell you, man. It came out great. We didn't have any fresh uh, vegetables from the garden this time, sadly, which is which is cool, I guess. Uh, we're, we're having a pretty good garden bounty, thanks for asking, but we didn't have any uh, any pizza ingredients this time. But I I think this one came out all right. I hope this I hope that this encourages you to go out there and to make a pizza. Make a pizza for your family, dude. It's not it's not hard at all. Just go online. Look up Frank Panella's dough recipe. That's the one that I use. Just try that. It's been working like a charm. Make sure you need it. Need it for longer than you think you need to. That's uh, that's advice for me. But then once you do that, man, the world is yours. There's any number of combinations of pizzas out there. You can like, you can do whatever you want, dude. It is your pizza to do as you please. American Pizza Man signing out. You are listening to the Stuck at Home Show, the highlight of your day. All right, guys, it is me, and we're back. This is going to be like the final smudge before we uh, take it home for the week. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take a few questions that I gotta get questions the uh, via the text, via the tweet, via all different forms of uh, whatever. Let's let's see what we got here. I got a note card. I wrote these um, David Letterman style note card right here. This one comes from Mark. Mark did not leave his last name, and Mark asks me, "Hey." I see robots. What's your favorite movie franchise? That's that's a good one. I I actually got this the other day, and I've been putting a lot of uh, thought into this. There's there's a lot of movie franchises that I like. I mean, obviously, I like Star Wars. Everybody likes Star Wars. I love I love 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 love. I love Alien. Alien is one of my favorites. I I prefer the uh, Ridley Scott like weird aliens as opposed to like the uh, James Cameron uh, more. More like action-oriented alien movies, but I I like them all. That's one of my favorites. I like the Marvel movies. I like the DC movies. But I think I think if you're asking me what is my favorite, and the way that I decided to kind of figure out favorite was which one which one do I go back to the most? Which ones do I watch the most? I tend to not watch the Marvel movies over again. I see them. Maybe I'll see them again on TV or something. There's some of them like. Like Thor Ragnarok, I watch again. The new Spider-Man ones I do watch. But, like, by and large, I, I don't really, like, view them multiple times. I, I, of course, watch Star Wars multiple times. But I, I do kind of feel like Star Wars is is miss as much as it hits. But when it hits, it hits hard. It hits hard. A good Star Wars is, like, nothing else out there. I, I don't really so much like the Star Trek movies, even though I do love Star Trek. I, I actually like the new ones with Chris Pine in them more than I like the old ones. But that's that's just me. It's a matter of, of personal preference. But I think that the one 
that I go back to the most, more than any of the other ones, is Rocky, to be honest. I love the Rocky franchise, and again, Rocky is a miss as much as it's hit, but when it hits... It hits hard. Rocky, the first one, is one of my favorite movies that's ever, ever, ever been created. I have watched this movie 8,000 times. I, I cry just about every time I see it. I cry at the end when when Adrian comes through the ropes. And it's just, oh, it's an amazing, amazing film. I like Rocky 2. I love Rocky 3. Everybody likes Rocky 3. I I don't love Rocky 4, but I do like it. And then Rocky 5, the one with uh, Tom Morrison, Tommy Morrison, Tommy the Duke. I... I think that one's totally dumb, but I think that it's fun. I think that uh, Rocky Balboa is like a fantastic movie. The one that he, the one that he kind of ended it off with is just—it's fantastic. There's so much good stuff there. Uh, shout out to the, shout out to the Horsepower Initiative. That's a uh, horsepower, horsepower. That's uh, from uh, Rocky Balboa. I just completely had a brain fart right there. I started looking at this soda that I have right here, this Coca-Cola Zero, and I, I just kind of. I kind of zoned off. It's weird to zone off and also be like talking at the same time. I don't even know what that's about. But uh, Mark, I hope that I hope that answers that. Rocky, do or die, Rocky to the end, even though I got this into shout out to all the uh, all the other great franchises out there. Here is here's another one. Hey, I see robots. Who is your favorite rapper slash rap group of all time? And this one, this one's coming from a uh, Tim D. I wonder if that's I wonder if that's Tim Dog, formerly of the uh, Ultra Magnetics, later of uh, Penicillin on Wax. That's that's a good question. I, I put a lot of thought into this one as well. There are like a ton, a ton, a ton, a ton of like rappers slap, slash uh, rap groups that I like. I love, I love EPMD, Eric and Parish Million Dollars. I love, I love Run DMC. I love the Ultra Magnetic MCs. I love Gangstar. I love the Alcoholics. I love, I love the Wu-Tang Clan. I love Eric B and Rakim. I love Third Base. I love the House of Pain. I like Dust Effects. I love Redman. I love Lords of the Underground. There was just, there are so many rap groups from that era that I love, but I think that if you ask me which one do I love the most? Which one do I play the most now today? I'd have to say that it is Public Enemy. I I love the music. I think Public Enemy has just like amazing, amazing, amazing production. Chuck D is just an off the charts orator. They have they have a powerful message that in, in in the way the world is right now at this moment, the the message from Chuck D to fight the power and public enemy, it's it's more important now than it's ever been before. I I just think they're so great. I, I I like how the music is old. It's it's like '80s music, but when you listen to it, it still it still sounds modern in, in the way of like how do they do that? It's just it's phenomenal. The Bomb Squad were like the best producers in all of hip hop history. Eric Sandler, uh, Son of Berserk, all those all those guys. It's just oh, I love it. I love it so much. Uh, all right, let's uh, let's take one more. This one is from JTF. I wonder what I wonder what that stands for. Jump the fence. Let's uh, let's just go with that. Okay, jump the fence. I I like this one. This is a good question. I see robots. Did you ever trade toys with your friends? And if so, what was the uh, what was the best trade that you ever made? I I did trade toys with my friends. I traded a lot. With my pal Jason, who I've talked about from the Apple fight betrayal and stuff. One thing that one thing that he had a lot of that I didn't have was uh, Fisher Price Adventure People. He had like he had like tons and tons and tons of these, and I thought they I thought they were so cool. The the Adventure People are like an amazing action figure line. They're so great. I love how I love how they celebrate like day to day activities more than they do like military activities. And I I was really into that. Like I loved my GI Joes. 
and I loved all all the things that I had, but I kind of I kind of wanted more like mundane things for them. Like I wanted like a GI Joe TV so that so that like Duke and Hawk could sit around the pit and watch some watch some tube. It wasn't like it wasn't always you know like battle for them. I wanted like bunk beds and just day-to-day mundane things, and a lot of these things were found in the, um, Fisher Prize Adventure People line, and he, he wanted more, like, military-based stuff, because his parents really put kind of, like, an embargo on what he was, what he was allowed to uh, have due to their, uh, very, uh, pious religious upbringing, but I, I, one day, I managed to trade with him, and I got a, uh, I got a plane, it was, like, an Adventure People plane that had, like, an open top, I love this plane, so much. And then he also had some adventure people like camping equipment. I got a couple sleeping bags and I got like a tent and all these cool things. And I was like, I was so excited, man. My Joes were like out in the field. Like Snake Eyes was like cuddled in his sleeping bag and like Scarlet was in the tent. It was, it was so fun. I just loved having these things. I don't, I don't recall what I gave for them. I know it was like a couple a couple G.I. Joe vehicles, probably like an Awe Striker or like a Ram Cycle or whatever. But I was, I was like so jazzed on these things. I was like so excited. But then, then his mom came over to the house. Like she came over and she knocked on the door and she, she very politely told my mom that we had made a toy trade and that she wasn't down with uh, trading that way. I, I get it. I wouldn't like it that like I spent my hard earned money on something and my kid just like traded it away to some someone else. I I would feel like I should be uh involved in that decision, but I, I get it. And they they made us trade back and I was so bummed, I swear to you. I was so bummed to have to give up this tent. I had like I had like set up in the backyard the tent and the Joes were in it and I arranged a bunch of little sticks and twigs to make like a campfire. I didn't light it. I'm not a risky guy like that. I didn't light it, but I, I was just so sad to have to give those back. I hope that I hope that answers your question, my guy. I, I'm gonna get up out of here. I think that we've, I think we've reached an acceptable end point. But 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 before we do, I, I want to say that when you when you see the state of the world right now, things are crazy out there. There's a lot of sadness. There's a lot of injustice. There's a lot of violence. There's a lot of, a lot of things like that. And I like to think of icy robots as like a force for good. We try. We try to be a force for good in the world. We try to make people happy. We try to. We try to take your mind off things for a while, make it a little bit easier to get through the day, make it through the week. I, 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 I don't like to talk so much about these these kind of things, but there's there's a lot of trouble and there's a lot of injustice in the world right now, and I think that it's very important that we all stick together and that we all take care of each other. And if you see something wrong, please do something about it. Tell somebody, film it, share it, do whatever it is that you can do to help because this is this is a real uh, tumultuous time right now. It's scary when you watch the news, it's scary when you watch the TV, and I think that, I think more than anything that we, we need to unify. We need to be together. We need to be there for each other. It's not like, it's not like we can all go out there, and we can all protest these injustices, and we can go out there and fight the power Chuck D style, but we can all be there. We can all talk to each other. We can all share positive thoughts. We can all just give each other a hug. We can be friendly. We can be kind. We can... We can take care of each other because one of the things that's lacking in the world right now is kindness to a large degree. I think that like by and large people are good, but there's a lot of a lot of bad apples out there. There's a lot of bad apples in, in authoritative positions. And I think that we're going to have to do what we can do to take back control and, 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 and let the kindness, the kindness run wild over you like Hulkamania. But in the in the meantime, guys, we're going to we're going to need a lot of mental fortitude to make it through some of these difficult these difficulties going on. So just take some time away from the news. 
take some time away from the TV. Go out there and listen to some of the awesome podcasts that are out there. My guy Vic Sage is making a bunch of stuff. He just dropped a new arcade employee podcast. It's really great. My guy uh, Carlos has been coming out with amazing episodes of Geek Fest Rants lately. My homies over at the Retro Network, uh, Jason and Mickey, are putting out some really fun shows. So go check that out. Just take a little time for yourself to decompress. That's important because it is important to keep up with what's going on, but it's also important to uh, take care of yourself and to keep your mind at ease. There's no, there's nothing you can do for people if you're losing it. You got to keep control. You got to be stoic. You got to try to do your best to have mental fortitude and courage because you never know what's going to happen day to day, my guys. We're going to We're going to try to be there for each other. That's the most important thing that we can do. So this is me, Icy Robot, saying do the time. Don't let the time do you. Time seems hard right now. But you got to believe things are getting better. Birds are migrating again. Rains are back. Stuff's, Stuff's getting better. Things are getting better. This has been an IC Robots radio production.